Hi fam, I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And we are the Gabby Girls. Welcome back to another episode of Gabby Girls, episode 20. I can't believe it. We're sorry we took a week off, but we're back better than ever. Maybe? Hi, Jen. Potentially. (laughs) Hi, Kate. Welcome home. (laughs) Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm excellent. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You look beautiful. So excited to see your face. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I had like a really annoying day, just one thing after another. So I was like, you know, maybe if I do my makeup, I'll Mm. feel a little bit better. Totally. Tell me about your day. So I woke up this morning and I had a cough. Well, I had a cough all night. I think the rosé is helping me not cough, but... Anyways, I woke up this morning late with a cough and then I was just like, work was just a pain in the ass today. Like it was just putting out fires. Then Jagger had to go to the groomer and he threw up there. So I had to go on a rescue mission. Then I came home and my parents' fridge, a freezer had froze over. So I had to use a meat pounder to break like two inches of ice out of the bottom. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it was just like things just kept happening. It's all good, but uh, it was just annoying. I feel like your dogs are always at the groomer. Okay. So Jagger has hair. He like, you know, so, so does Bennett, but you do Bennett yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how often do you do that? Uh, Like, I don't know, like once every six weeks. Yeah. But I like bathe, I bathe him every week though, you know? Right. So it's been six weeks since Jagger had a haircut. So he got a haircut. Callie too. Yeah. Last week I took Callie. Normally they go together, but (laughs) this time the groomers were like short on time. So Callie had Mm. to go last week and Jagger went today. Got it. And by the way, they cannot be apart. Oh, they've become like very, very attached. It's concerning. Uh, Mm. When I was leaving the groomer, Jagger there, he wouldn't stop crying. I thought it was about me. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, Classic. But then I get home from from dropping Jagger off, and all I can hear is howling inside. And I'm like, oh, man. And I thought Callie was hurt. I'm like, what's going on? I come in. No, she's fine. She just doesn't want to be alone. And then the groomer called that Jagger got sick, and they were like, he didn't stop crying after you left. And I don't think that was because of me. I think it's because he wasn't with Callie. Yeah, I remember I remember, like, I don't know, when we were first talking about dog training, you said that Callie was very secure. So that's alarming that she's become so attached. Yeah. It's very concerning. Damn. Damn. I know. Yeah. She was, I thought there was, like, a wolf in the house. I'm like, what is going on? Who's howling like that? Is she injured? I know. Nope. Just sad. Ben is a howler. He does the exact same thing. It's so – it's it kills you inside. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't want her to be sad. Right. It's not that deep, too. Like, he's coming back. 100%. And then I get the call, Jagger puked, and I'm like, <sighs> mm. okay. So does that mean, like, the groom stopped? They f- I actually, I was concerned about that. <laughs> but it was like, he had been there for two hours when they called me. And I didn't ask any questions. I was just like, oh, I'll be there. And so I thought, well, I was concerned that maybe they were in the middle of grooming when that happened. But he was definitely pretty much done. When I got there, they were actually still like blowing his paws so it probably did happen sometimes mm. in the middle but they finished yeah he was okay okay that's good that's good yeah and he looked good <laughs> he's so cute yeah 
Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I, I love when I groom Bennett because then I just feel like he looks like so trim and slim and athletic. And I just like, I love, I love his little physique. <laughs> yeah, I know that I had them do his legs really short so you can like tell that he has legs because when he's puffy, he looks pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I love really, really, you've seen, I like Bennett's yeah. like stick thin legs. They're like chicken legs. They're so, they're so cute. <laughs> yeah, like Jagger got a haircut and he lost 30 pounds. I mean, I wish that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like With your hair probably pounds. does <laughs> it does a couple few <laughs> i do have a lot of hair it's ridiculous <laughs> okay wait actually have you how much do you you usually spend on your hair and what do you usually get done a lot um in both regards so i have a lot of hair let's just start by saying that i get my hair thinned every i don't know a couple months honestly i started doing it myself but I get my hair thin because when it's longer, honestly, past this length, if I put it up, I get a headache from it. It's mm. like very, very dramatic because it's so heavy. I have so much. So right. when I do get my hair done, I have it thinned, have it trimmed, and then I have highlights done. But I have so much hair that it takes like hours. I mean, usually when I go to the hair mm -hmm. salon, it's like five hours. Wow. And do you get like a full or a partial? A partial. I'll get a full okay. probably... I would say once a year is like strong because mm -hmm. I just don't care. I'm like, nobody sees the undersides of my hair. I don't, I try to do that as yeah. little as possible, but I'm the same way. Okay. Yeah. And then how much, how much does it cost you usually? Mm, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Like when I, when I was in Tampa, it was really expensive. It was cause they charged me for two, for two like s appointments basically. Cause it took so oh long. God. Yeah. It yeah. was wild. Um, well, and, and then. then Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then there's like the 20% tip on top of that, which is just, that's what kills me. I know yep. they deserve it and everything, but I'm like, oh my God, this is, you know, I'm, I got quoted uh, $400 for what I wanted, cut, blowout, and color. And then on top of that, so then it's 500 bucks with the tip. And I'm just like, that is a lot of money to spend. And like, yeah. For me, it's usually a two-hour process. And I'm just like, where else am I spending $250? That's that's significant. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I um, Wait, I just had a flashback. Do you remember when you came to visit me in Tampa and I got my hair done that day? And yeah. I don't, like, did you meet me there? Mm-hmm. I really you brought did. my luggage to, yeah, to the hair salon. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just had a flashback to that. That was so funny. I remember I told my stylist, because that was a double appointment. I told her, I'm like, my friend's just going to meet me here. And I remember you came mm -hmm. in and she was like, you guys look alike. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone was saying do people that, think that you look, Do people think you look – oh, yeah. We you remember? did a lot of like that trip. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I I just – I remember all my friends were like, are you guys sisters? No. Mm. We could be. In theory. Yeah. We have like the same length hair and it, both curly, mm -hmm. you know. And curvy. A little, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the ass maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had a big ass then. Jagger's going crazy. You still have a big mm -hmm. ass. Mm, I don't think oh so. Oh my God. Please. It's really shrunk because I just don't weightlift anymore. You know, I really don't like. You came it. out I with an ass. Mm, I guess it's like there, but it's not like how it used to be. You know, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh man, I really should start lifting again so that I have an ass. But then I'm like, oh, I really love fitting into clothes. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. Mine's shrunk a lot, but it's it's probably still smaller than yours. 
yeah, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, I've missed you. I'm so happy we're <laughs> back. Um, I hope everyone had a good week off. I know a lot of people caught up on episodes, so maybe this was actually like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I think so. It felt mm. really weird last Friday not to do this. Yeah, it felt really weird, and I was missing you. I was like, oh my gosh, we haven't talked in so long. I wonder how she is. What's going on? Who knows? I know. We only shared like two texts in the time. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what have you been so- up to? Okay, so last we spoke, I was like going into the weekend before I left. So I was planning outfits, getting ready. Um, I left Wednesday and then I my plane was delayed three hours because of two flat tires on the plane, which is terrifying. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what you want to hear before you take off. Mm-hmm. It was so, so solid. And then so I got to Arizona, saw my boss. Um, I just like organized some things. We went out to a really good dinner Thursday. I like dove in and I was just organizing signage and like getting everything ready for my staff. Um, I really wanted it to be like clear and easy for them to know what to do. I wrote them out like very specific instructions. I tried to be a really good leader. Um, so my staff started arriving on Thursday and I did have some kind of vendors show up. So we were doing walkthroughs of the space on Wednesday and Thursday um, so that everyone knew what the plan was, coming up with um, security protocols, that kind of stuff. And then um, Thursday night, we had a really nice team dinner. So I got to spend time with my coworkers who I don't spend a lot of time with. And then Friday, um, so it's a three hour time change, which is honestly really terrible because you wake up at like four o'clock in the morning and then you're like eking to get to 6 a.m. And then you're up until midnight anyway. So you're really running on low rest and pretty shitty sleep in my department. Um, So that was definitely playing into my lack of tolerance <laughs> can i just ask how was your hotel experience was um, it clean? you know eh, for me no but for normal okay. people probably yes <laughs> got it i did i think i touched the carpet twice but i did it right before i was going to go into the shower i sent you a photo of my slides right next to my towel um laden bathroom with my little pathways to get places. <laughs> the white carpet. It was like, you know, the red carpet, yeah. except hers was white with towels. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want turn down service. Like I just I say like, do not disturb the whole time because I'm like, don't mess up my system. I've got it. I'm good. Like you can come in after. You know, like I'm fine. I don't need whatever you do. <laughs> I'm clean. <laughs> I am clean. Of course, I wiped down all the surfaces. I brought Lysol this time, which really upped my game. Loved having that. Um, do you leave like you know, the, I do not disturb sign out? Mm-hmm, the whole time. Mm. I left my garbage can outside of my door so that she could handle that. But everything else, <laughs> don't touch it. So prepared. <laughs> I don't know anyone I'm like you. <laughs> I know. I'm the worst. And honestly, Boyd's worse than me. Boyd is like far, far worse than me, which is the craziest part. Like, um, in what regard? Oh my god, he's just a nightmare. He just notices things that like normal people wouldn't. Like today, he noticed that some of our can lights are different shades of white, and so that he had to go to Home Depot to get all of the same ones, so that every can light is the same color. I would notice just the that. outside, not even yeah. the light bulb, just like the outside. Like he's oh, just like staring there, like the he's shade of glass. 
no like the so like they go inside of the ceiling and so mm-hmm. then there's like this little strip of plastic on the outside and the strip of plastic is a different shade of white than the other sh- can lights oh he's that type of man he's he just stares at the wall sometimes just looking for imperfections like that's just that's void <laughs> got it all right i'm caught up yeah okay anyway <laughs> back to the event jesus sorry sorry tangents um anyway um so then yeah friday was really intense managing two load-ins at two different event locations plus having live programming plus having registration going plus having like 10 staff and probably 10 vendors always needing me at once it was a very very intense weekend i don't even know how many steps i did but i was like tired and um I work for apps that have live streamers. And so I am known with the community too. And so a lot of it is also people wanting to stop and talk to me, to take selfies, to like joke around, to try to interact. And like, you know, I'm like dripping sweat. I'm my makeup smeared. Like I'm just like trying to get to point A to point B. Like I don't have time for niceties. And so it's like a hard balance sometimes to like deal with that. (laughs) Yeah. And like, they know you because you've live streamed. So they've, they know your face, they know your personality, but they've never met you in person. So it probably is exciting. Yeah, no, for them. They really, yeah, they yeah, it's very exciting for them. Yeah. So how was the event itself? It was good. Um, it was really good. It was went off well. There was no security problems, there was no drama, no major no major issues. Just like little things throughout the day that you know, little fires that I had to put out, but if you were an attendee, you wouldn't have noticed anything, which is good. Good. So you did your job well. I did. <laughs> All right. Love that I for did. you. Yeah. And then Saturday was really dope. The party was phenomenal. It was so beautiful. Once I get the professional photos back, I'll post them on my Instagram because I'm very, very proud of how it turned out. Um, but I feel like with the budget that I had, I did a lot and I really worked with the situation that I was given. Um, and I'm like very, very proud of what came out of it. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you. It was it was like a lot though. Um, you know, I I heard from like a lot of the streamers and my my staff and stuff that it really like invigorated them. Whereas for me, it really drained me. It it took a lot out of me on Friday night after the event. I I think I was having like a panic attack all night. I just couldn't sleep. I was spiraling. I was thinking of all the things that I I needed to do. Like I could not just let go and just rest you know i was like we're doing breathing exercises in the bed it was just so rough and um it's just a shame when something like positive really comes in in a negative way if if that makes sense right like you've been putting all of your effort all of your time into this and you're expecting it to be a certain way right you know you're Mm -hmm. expecting to also have fun and for things to go smoothly and then when it doesn't necessarily work out like that, or there's things maybe falling apart behind the scenes, that sucks. Yeah. And I think it's just like um, event planning is a very thankless job. People would probably think the opposite, that it was like rather glamorous and people are really appreciative. It's actually the opposite. Like I see people act their worst most of the time. Um, And it's just, it's like, it's really heavy sometimes having to deal with people and be the bad guy and say no and make the hard decisions. And sometimes I'm just like, 
why am I in charge? Who the fuck put me in charge? Like, how am I the one that's like delegating and making all these decisions? This feels very overwhelming. <laughs> right. And it's crazy when you're the one in charge and people are not like listening or taking mm-hmm. you serious, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's like, or asking for my manager. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, bitch, I'm the manager. And that's what I say. I'm say, I'm it. So what do you want? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you my opinion. This is it. Sorry. This is Move the one on. that matters. There's nobody else mm-hmm. to call. <laughs> Correct. Like you can leave. That's 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 the other alternative to what I'm saying. Right. Um, so it's just yeah. It's just you know it's very. So intense. did you have a I'm lot sure. of problems with that? Um, not a lot. I would say like two people. One is this this guy who just he always gets too drunk and then he just gets very like harassy. Like he just follows me around oh. and kind of like tries to antagonize me. And so I cut him off at the bar because that is my responsibility is to make sure that my attendees are like acting in accordance with the um hotel rules and that kind of stuff. And so I cut him off when he was being very, very drunk like he was just blackout and so he got pissed at me and he's like yelling at me all night and giving me attitude and i just i just am like this is this is not okay like you cannot you know what i mean like if this was a coworker, he he would get fired so this person cannot be in our space anymore so yeah i don't you know can't behave be like that invited back yeah no you cannot it's like way too much <laughs> that's crazy i'm sorry mm-hmm. you had to deal with that oh no it's fine you know i just like <laughs> i'm always like honey i need you to back off Honey, I need a minute. <laughs> Sir, reel it in. Because <laughs> everyone's just honey. That's what I, you know, because like they all have different names and they all change them. And so I just, hi, honey. How are you, honey? What's up, honey? <laughs> You're so funny. You do address people like that. I do. Yeah. Because it's just easier. I used to say, what's up, girl? Or what's up, guy? You know, I'd be like, hi, guy. Yeah. Or hi, sir. But now it's honey. Wait, that just reminded me. Um, mm. I went to a baby shower a couple weeks ago. And... It was the day after we recorded our last episode and one of our friends there, she brought her baby and I'm the problem here, but, um, I don't know why I thought that the baby was a boy, but it wasn't. And I said to the baby, like, what a cute young man you are or something like that. Like, Oh, hi, handsome or something, something along those lines. Like I didn't. I basically called the baby a boy and Mm. um, it reminded me of how I always am like, Oh, Hey girl, or something like that, you know, but Mm -hmm. why do I have to, why do I have to do that? And they didn't correct me. They just didn't, they didn't talk to me. They were, they were pretty pissed, but first of all, it's a baby, you know? Oh, that's impressive. I feel like I I had no hair. I don't, have I talked about this? I had no hair until I think like the age of five and everyone (laughs) mistook me for a boy. And so everyone would call me handsome and my mom would always be like, it's a girl. And so they would purposely dress me in pink. Like you got to, you got to correct people. roll with it. It's fine. Or just, or he just, you don't care because your baby doesn't care. It doesn't know what its gender is. Like it's fine. It's, if it's like a five-year-old who expresses what gender they want to be, it's different. But an infant, it's. Yeah. Like either let it go or tell me. And I, I like went back to the table and. My friend said, was like, oh, the baby's name is, so the baby's name. I go, that's a crazy name for a boy. And she goes, "Mm, it's a girl. And I was like, oh, I understand the interaction now. I understand. Man, that's bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's really funny. Um, Classic. My grandmother, my grandmother was so worried about me not having hair that she was like looking into wigs for me as a toddler because she was like really, really concerned. And she would always try to put my hair in like little pigtails, just like <laughs> the five hairs that I could put. You know? She's like, let's curl them. That just reminded me when my sister was like five, she had so much hair to her ass and but she wouldn't let anyone brush it. So my mom just like cut her hair like this short, like real short. And we went to, it was my open house. You know how when you're in grade school, you have like those open houses where your family can come and see what you're up to, I guess. I don't really know, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you show them around. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. my family came my sister was not in kindergarten yet. She was like a little kid. And she had very short hair and she looked like a boy because she walked like a boy to be, (laughs) she wasn't gentle. She wasn't light, (laughs) but she was wearing a skirt. She loved skirts. She loved to wear like hot little tiny heels. And I'll never forget this. Uh, one, we were in the art room and a kid was like, mom, why is that little boy wearing a skirt? And Anna was so horrified. <laughs> he was so upset. And then she Does grew she her hair out that? again. She wouldn't. She never had short hair again until college because she was like, wow. that can't ever happen. Wait, well, my sister had an aversion to having her hair brushed too. And it was super long. And it was like, I remember it was traumatic in the morning to watch her and my mom fighting yes. about brushing her hair. And my mom just would give up and she would just be like, fine, you're going to go to school looking like crazy and my sister should just not care yeah. same thing S- same thing it's same exact thing like i don't understand i never had like i mean i have a sensitive scalp but i always was just like let like yeah brush it <laughs> yeah i just brushed my hair i never yeah, i just like I, I i just did just did it i don't know this might surprise people but i apparently was a very easygoing child like apparently i was very amenable very palatable i just wanted to be in the mix i wanted to make people happy and so i just was like chilling that doesn't surprise me that surprises me (laughs) like you're still kind of like that it's just internally is where you have the turmoil yeah or if like if i can just be in control then i'm happy like if i can plan the situations then that's better because i know everyone's going to be happy right right but when you're five you don't even know what that means yeah but i definitely i'm sure i tried to take control at five years old because i was the exact same I wasn't like that when I was five years old. I was uh, a lot. <laughs> I've been pushing limits since I came out. <laughs> I used to help my mom run her store. My mom had a consignment store. And so I literally started working there probably when I was like four or five. And I would greet people as they came in. And I would say, and I couldn't say the word particular. So I would really stumble through it. And I would say, may I help you find something in particular? That's <laughs> and so I would cute. do a Vanna White sweep. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> my god i want to be welcomed everywhere like that by just a five-year-old yeah just a little cute and you were a cute kid just like a little cute five-year-old can't pronounce anything so yeah i can't pronounce anything and i used to get so embarrassed and then i would try to practice particular but it was so hard for me say it hit it particular or is it particular like which one is it you know particular particular both in particular. I know the way it's spelled. There's an R. Particular. Yeah, particu- I think that's very like in, pr- in particular. Particular. In, in particular. particular. Yeah, it's a weird know. word. It's like, it's like saying fork a hundred times, and then I don't even know what a fork yeah, is. You totally, just disassociate. Yeah, yeah. I just started <laughs> to get there. 
No, but it is a weird word. And I have problems with, um, like, I will envision the way a word is spelled in my head and then I'll get hung up on that even though I'll know how to pronounce a word and then I'm trying, you know, and like then I get confused and I'll be like, never mind. Oh, uh, let's just move on. And I'll do that. <laughs> Let me like, think of a synonym. I did that in the meeting the other day. I couldn't remember if it was like reinvigorate or just invigorate. And so I just was like, passion for that. yeah it was good it was good okay i do this thing where when i'm writing like physically writing i think like my brain works faster than my hands maybe and i'll like skip letters Mm. and i have to like go back that could be a learning disability of some sort but i have to like go back and like add the i and i'm like whoa how'd that happen i do it all the time is that an adhd thing or just maybe dyslexia but dyslexia is like reading. No, it writing. It's actually it's actually the visual visual visualization of letters and numbers, and that's why it affects writing and reading. Because like um, like some kids, if you ask who have dyslexia what it's like to try to like think of of words, they say the letters are playing basketball. And so they may mm. not know what the word is, but they can't see the letters in one straight line. Whereas like how I was just saying, I get stuck on what the spelling is. I can see the way a word is spelled. So, and like my sister, she used to just flip letters. They weren't moving as much, but they would like kind of flip. And so she would get like F's and E's confused, D's and B's and stuff like, you know, like similar looking letters and numbers. Right. So, um, I do think it is a form of dyslexia because I often forget like little, I I forget letters a lot. I don't, yeah, like I I just skip them, but I notice right away. Mm -hmm. Like I finish the word and I'm like, oh, and I go right back and add it. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, have you used AI to like do anything? I, I, I just started the other day and I feel very cool. What did you use it for? Um, to write something. What? Um, well, so I use it for social media <laughs> captions sometimes because I run the social media accounts for my company and there's four of them and I get very exhausted having to figure out new captions. And so I'll write like flirty dating Instagram caption and then it'll like mm. spit out some options and then I'll take like bits from it and then I'll create an Instagram caption and stuff like that. So that's what I've used it for. But then I've started writing it for like thank you letters and that kind of stuff just because it's so much faster and it gets all like the bullshit out of the way you know like the just like shit that you don't want to deal with i know exactly what you mean by that i know exactly what you mean and you just have to like i don't know how to do i don't know how in my head i don't know how to write all the murmurs you know what i mean i always will like ask yeah i fucking hate it so it would make sense that you use ai like i'm very to the point and that's not same. It's not always good for like a thank you card or things like that. I had to be taught how to like email in corporate because mm. I was so aggressive and people were like, you, you need to use punctual, like, pu- like exclamation points. Like you need to use them. So you don't come off as a bitch. Man. <laughs> see, I learned the opposite. Like don't use punctuation, like not punctuation, but don't use exclamation points because people who are good. Well, I was they- dealing with, cl- I was dealing with like, emotional clients you know like brides and so not not necessarily people who were like good writers or anything just clients no but just like like hi chelsea happy friday exclamation point Mm. like that kind of shit to like make it sound like you're nice yeah right and like i'm not that so Mm. (laughs) 
But you are when you talk. Mm hmm. I know. I'm a very dry texter, too. It's like a. It's something people need to learn about. I actually warn people. I say, like, I'm a very dry texter. Don't take it personally. I don't respond that well. If you want to talk to me, call me because that's, that's the way to communicate with me. Yeah, I actually like the way that you text. And maybe that's just me because I. That's Are my reason. Similar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've started using emojis a little bit. <laughs> mm. I, I do. You notice. Um, I do a little I bit do. so I can maybe show my facial expression because otherwise, brutal. Yeah, see, I worry about my texting because I've gotten such negative feedback. And so I'm always like, oh, am I being too bitchy? Like, do I need to be nicer? Like, what's, you know, how is this going to come off? Yeah, I actually, if I know, if I know that you're not going to respond in a way that I want, I just call you. <laughs> I just face my name. Come to think of it. <laughs> no, I'm like, I know. I need to talk to you about something exciting and I know you're not going to respond excited. Call. No, I'll probably just say like, wow. Yeah, I know. I just avoid it. I, don't, I just don't even do it. <laughs> just call you immediate. First thing. I'm the worst. I, I am did, the worst. I did it the other day and you answered and you're like, to what do I owe this pleasure? <laughs> well, actually, the pleasure is mine. <laughs> so um, going into this event, I had a coworker who I think was very intimidated of me. And it's because of how I communicate. It's because I'm so direct. And he had asked me for my advice. And like, I gave him the honest truth. And I told him whatever he did was not very good. And I'm sure you used a lot of periods. I did. I did. I was like, it just doesn't seem like you have passion behind this. Do you want to hop on a call? I would be happy to help with this. And then he like just never responded. He was on suicide watch after that. Well, it's the truth. He sucked at it. And so, like, you know, you just don't do it again then. You know, if you're just bad at it. It was like a voluntary thing, too. It wasn't like a, a core comp- competency of his job. It was something he volunteered to do. And I just was like, this is just not for you. It's okay. Like, yeah. you just don't have this in you. Um, you didn't say it like that because you were texting with periods. No. Correct. I said right. what I said before. Yeah. Um, and he never responded. And so I was like, well, well didn't like that. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> I knew going into this event that he was probably very nervous to meet me because I, I'm sure he thinks I'm like very bitchy and I'm not like I am, no. but I'm not. Um, and so when he first met me, he was like, I really, I really like your fashion. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And he was, I was like, I really, I care about fashion. He was like, yeah, I can tell. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And he really proved himself. Um, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I'm sure he won't, but I, I if, if he does, then I caught him on something. <laughs> so <laughs> a while ago, he had followed me on my personal Instagram, which is not super easy to find if you're not familiar with me, I guess, because it's not like my last name or anything. And so he, I saw he had followed me and I didn't follow him back. And then I noticed Oof. he unfollowed me. I know. I'm brutal. Not interested. <laughs> so on... I'm not interested. It's not interested. Um, Simply and he was private, not. which also is worse. If you're private, I don't follow you back because what are you Why? hiding? What's in there? Because some people just don't want everyone to see everything that they post. Who's searching you? You have no clue. I right. okay. So I had a public Instagram and I made it private recently because I had clients from work saying, "Oh, I saw that you were cold plunging during the day." Like. Yeah, oh. I was. You don't need that's to know so that. Why creepy. are you looking at me? Ew. Yeah, no, that's creepy. Yeah. I don't have anyone telling me about myself like that. Maybe if I did, I would go. 
actually I'm, I'm i've never been private so anyway. got it got it different different public kate anyway <laughs> <laughs> amen i'm like i'm proud of what i do you know what i mean suck my dick um <laughs> hurt anyway on the last night of the event after he really determined that he liked me and he's like married and everything so it's not sexual he um he, he was just like, wants your approval Mm-hmm, he really does he just like bids for my affection and attention um he asked he was like can i follow your instagram and i was like my personal or my work and he was like your personal and i and i was like oh yeah sure and i saw him go and then he typed in my handle letter for letter because he'd already mm-hmm. been there because he had already been there and i caught it and i don't know if he knows that i caught it but at whoa i caught it like a normal person who didn't know or maybe would pretend would be like what is right. what's your handle hand me, yeah hand me hand me his phone and say what's your handle and i was like oh i cringed for him i was like oh god so did you follow him so back this time i did oh you're so polite he needed that he yeah. needed that yeah, that was really nice of you. That was like a public service. Yeah. And he was asking me, like, what do you should do for his wedding? I was helping him. I'm I went above and beyond to make sure that he, I wanted to make sure that he knew that I'm not a bitch. I can be bitchy, but I'm not a bitch. Yeah. Got that. So yeah. Definitely did a public service announcement there. Um Yeah. Also, okay. Does traveling just disgust you? not the way that it disgusts you like if i finish traveling i need to take a shower but i'm not Mm -hmm. the whole time i'm traveling i'm not like grossed out i'm just like oh it is what it is i wear pants when i travel because i don't want to sit on anything like when people wear shorts when they travel that's that's startling oh my god let's talk about no socks Who's doing like, that? Oh, like when you go through like everywhere. airport security and people don't wear socks? Yeah, and people Whoa. that are just like having your, your feet out. Like then there's germs touching your feet. Oh my God. Like, yeah, no, like you no, knew no, you no, were no, coming no. here. Right. No, we must wear closed-toed shoes in public transportation for security purposes. Like a million percent. <laughs> I also, I have to say, I judge people by their toes always have oh my god yeah and you know who started that for me carlos woodcock with his clickety clacks (laughs) (laughs) and i call them clickety clacks to this day and so i will literally go through public and i will say put your clickety clacks away And that's the truth. Oh my god. Remember, he would refer to his own feet as clickety-clacks. Because they were clickety-clacks. They I were know. so weird. Yeah, I know. The strangest feet. Oh my god. I remember god. Vinny used to text me and be like, hey, I saw so-and-so's feet. Woof. <laughs> oh man. In eighth grade, I had a boyfriend. Oh, we won't name him. But I saw his feet mm. at a pool party, and that was it. Oh. Mm-mm. We went to high school with him. I'm sure I, you're going to tell me his name afterwards, and I'm sure yeah. I, know who, I, I saw his I'm feet. I'm sure I suspected. We didn't have, like, the term. I mean, we did, but we didn't. We weren't, like, getting the ick back then. You felt it, but we weren't saying, yeah. like, oh, I got the ick. I got the ick. Wait, I so, could, like. I couldn't go back. 
I totally think that like feet and hands are like a reason not to date someone. Like if they've got gross feet or hands, like you you can you can bow out gracefully. And but I will fine. say also like it's often not their fault. Like the shape of your feet, you're birthed with those. But for some reason, it just freaks me out. No, it doesn't matter about the shape. It also means like like okay, maybe you have ugly ass feet. Just like put them away. Like I have ugly I ass don't. feet. Yeah, no, I, I, have ter- I do. It's the worst part of my body. Guess what? My feet. It is. I know it. And no, I wouldn't say so. I hang out with you. Mm. <laughs> I do. They're just, they're just not cute. Like I have bunions. Like they're just not good. You know, like I love them. They've gotten me thus far. But like but the shape of your toes feet. is good. They're they're all aligned yeah, no, properly. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're at a not good cute. angle. They're fine. And so guess what? I put them away. I very rarely wear <laughs> sandals. And if I do wear sandals, they're not revealing sandals. You're not looking at my whole foot. You're just looking at like little bits because I know I've got ugly ass feet and no one wants to see them. That's you got to know yourself. There's there's back to the self-awareness thing. Be self-aware yeah. about your ugly ass feet. All right. Put your clickety clacks away. <laughs> we don't need to see any clickety clacks ever. Mm-mm. I literally saw a man at the airport interlacing his fingers in between his no, toes. Just no, 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 And I was no, like, no. what? Nope. Like, you're going to go touch an armrest. You're going to go touch a bar seat. Like, oh my fucking God. That's your crazy. toe germs are going to be all over this bitch. And this is why I bring wipes everywhere. Like, I do not fucking play with general public. I goddamn. Mm-mm. Not interested. Grosses me out. On my flight back, I got stuck. I don't even know who was the farter, but I got stuck near a farter. I was on the verge of vomiting. I was like literally a whole flight. I had my hood up. I had it up like this. The drama. Trying to eye out who the fuck is doing this right now and for hours. That's crazy. Fuck you. What did you eat? Fuck you. See a doctor. Don't eat anything. Be prepared, I have a question for right? you. If you see yeah. other people puking, do you puke? No. You're I'm, good with puke? I'm a, great person to, I'm, I'm a great person to have an emergency. Me too. So no. my sister is not, apparently. I um, mm. Last week, so my dog, his brother, dog, lives pretty close to here. So we went to visit the brother. And Jagger just gets, mm-hmm. he gets so excited. So like if you give him a treat when he's excited, he just swallows it whole and then he'll puke. So we were in the mm. car on the way home and I could hear him starting to like heave. Mm. So I just put my hands in front of his mouth and he puked in my hand. Nothing got in the car. Just took one for the team. It all went in my hand. It's bold. Yeah, I know. But I knew I had to do it. I was in my, I was, mm-hmm. we were driving. My sister was driving my neighbor's car mm. and I'm like, this just can't, it can't go everywhere. So I caught it. I knew what was going to come. It's going to be all food. Thick. how'd you just hold it oh oh okay at least like it was this. food that's better yeah it was food i knew okay. he was gonna throw out food because i i just that's i've fine. seen this game a time or two so yeah. my sister he pukes my sister pulls over and i'm like you gotta open the door for me like uh, two hands in use so she opens the door i drop the puke the food which is literally whole food it looked like wet kibble yeah and yeah. she just started gagging she was puking we had we were pulled over for like 10 minutes because she couldn't stop puking really over it yeah Okay, like, like mm, so dramatic, think, but also a mm, reflex. Like, not her fault. Just yeah, no, definitely not her fault. For me, the thing that gets me about puke is the smell, like, and poop too. It's not like the and if I really think about the texture, then I I can get into it. Um, the smell gets me. Uh, 
also bile and mucus those are like my two like sorry guys if that's like triggering um <laughs> those are the two things that like really i don't rock with like i can't do i don't like pus i don't like that kind of stuff but oh if you i give love me solids, i love to like, see um, that like popping is what? it let me watch oh an infection let's God. see it but like I've no. I've also helped my friends puke before. Like if someone's way too drunk, yeah, and yeah. they can't make themselves I, puke. Oh, I'm happy to stick right. my fingers down someone's I'll, throat and yeah, help them. I'll pull your trigger. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was a wedding planner, I had a bridesmaid that got too drunk, and I held her puke on the party bus for like a solid thirty minutes. Perfect. Not not paid enough for that. Um, <laughs> and the bride and groom came up to me, and they were like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's what I do for fucking you." Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me more money. A lot. <laughs> and some sanitary okay, yeah, wipes. And that's why, that's, that's honestly, I think just like, yeah. Like, I'm a person, that when I carry a big bag or a backpack, I have everything on me. Tampons, band-aids, double-sided sticky tape, pens, markers, everything, like bobby pins, everything that you could possibly need, I have on me. I am that type of person. I am a different type of prepared. <laughs> like what I have on me is like ice packs and um like aluminum blankets. I don't know why. So you're going to like straight emergency, whereas I'm yeah. going to like day to day norm. <laughs> yeah, I should reel that in. Maybe come to think of it. Come to think of it, I was like looking for chapstick in my back my backpack the other day because I needed it. Mm. And, like, all I could find was – the only thing in a similar shape was, like, a life straw. Like, I have, like, a – you know, if you get lost and you need to drink out of a river, <laughs> you can use this straw. Nothing useful for my day-to-day life. Literally, what? I, I don't, don't know. It. You don't hike. You're not outdoorsy. Like, I don't – No, I don't even leave the home, usually. <laughs> like, I don't – I don't know. The home. Wait, that's the what home. Boyd calls it. The home. He tells yeah. me I'm going to put you back in the home. <laughs> <laughs> And then when we go out too late, he says it's past my curfew and they're going to they're going to evict me from the home. So we got to get back. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's me. I am. Um, I went downtown the other day, the big downtown. Love. Ev- Hanover. OK. And well, went through love, too. But everywhere I went, I was like, I haven't been here in so long. And then I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, I fucking live here, man. Why haven't I been here in so long? What have I been doing? Yeah. What have you been doing? I'm in the home. Hanging out with your parents. That's what you've been doing. Yeah. You've been doing like a lot of stuff with your parents. It's not bad. Yeah. You know? I'm like a stay-at-home daughter, you know. But no, I've just... Yeah, no, I think it's fine. And like if I leave the home, it's usually to do something with my dog, which doesn't involve going anywhere people go. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a good thing. This isn't a brag. Let's just be clear. <laughs> no, I think it could be yeah. a brag, honestly, because people really suck. Like that's... That's also what traveling makes me realize is people are just sucky. Yeah. Do, are you the kind of person that can get sucked into a conversation with a stranger? No. See. I don't enroll. See, I'll I. Nice. Yeah. Like I could, but I also can get myself out of it very quick. Like if, you, if you're okay, nice maybe. to someone and then they take that a little too far and then they just can't stop talking to you, I can be like. Oh yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> Some like I can maybe I'm like shut that. it down. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm more like that. Like I'll like enroll if it's like this. Like um, so in the Phoenix airport, I don't know. Are you? Oh wait, are you TSA pre check? No, please. Okay. I just got my passport. 
I know. I okay. All right. So they've been doing like a national campaign to get everyone to be it to do TSA pre-check to like lighten the load on general public. Yeah. So now everyone is TSA pre-checked. So sometimes the TSA pre-check lines are longer than the normal security lines. So in the way that the Phoenix airport is set up, the lines are almost like hidden. So you can't really tell. So me and this older lady were walking down and we like peeped our head around to look at the general public. And we realized that the TSA pre-check was way better. So we both came back together and she was like so cute and sexy. And so we enrolled in like a five minute conversation, but that's like my max. Like I do not sit there. I do not talk on the, the plane seats. I do not talk to people at the bar. I do not get myself into conversations that could last over like five minutes because I don't want to hear you're crazy. I don't want to talk about your secrets. I don't want to talk about your personal life. I don't want to talk about your political views. I don't even want you to know my name. That's it. Yeah. Just, I'm not, I'm just not interested. No. At all. I have my own problems. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have stuff to do. Absolutely. I, like, when I'm flying, I know we've said this. I fall asleep on the tarmac. I wake up on the tarmac. But I've woken up mm-hmm. a couple times, like on the other end of the flight, and like the two people sitting next to me are just in a full blown conversation. And I've asked before, like, "Oh, do you guys know each other?" And they're like, "No, we just met." What? Are you talking the I whole time no. about what? I don't get it. I don't get it. My grandmother wants that. Like she complains that people don't talk on the plane anymore. And I was like, Nana. I don't talk on the plane. Why do you want people to talk to you on the plane? Like, it's so, that's peculiar. And she just, I think, wants, like, social interaction. I don't yeah. know. Sad. I get that. Because then it's on the other hand, it's like, but I will say also, the people talking to me aren't people I'm interested in. It's not anyone my age. It's not anyone, like, I feel like the no, people, that are, people. Do, that are doing that, yeah, they're old people who are like, you can just tell how lonely they are. And that sounds mean, but, and maybe that is the kind of person you should be talking to just for their own sake. But then on the other hand, I'm like, no, no, I am not your solution to your loneliness. No. Right. Go find like a forum, go on Facebook. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not that hotline. (laughs) (laughs) I've got stuff to do. (laughs) Yeah. Sleeping, (laughs) which is watch real housewives of orange County right here on this computer (laughs) as you drink your coffee. Okay. Now, goodbye <laughs> have you been watching oc um that's i think it's already finished i'm watching beverly hills i'm watching um salt lake city which is just phenomenal um because salt lake city gives everything they give fashion it really they give money they give drama they got the food oh my god have you been watching i watched um i think i've not caught up on the last episode the last one i saw was when uh, What's what's her name? Jack deciding where he's going on mission or whatever. Yeah, when they like him and his mom got a pedicure. Lisa. Lisa, yeah. When him and Lisa got the pedicure and it was like after everything came out about Monica. <laughs> I mean, it came out because of Monica. What's the other woman's name? Meredith. Heather. No. Whitney. No. She's Mary. new. Angie. Yeah, Angie. Everything came out about Angie and her husband. With her husband. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was that was the last episode I saw when Lisa was like, Heather never tried to talk to me about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I'm referring to. I feel to? like the yeah, I feel like the husband is gay trope is so overdone and so overplayed, and people just need to drop it because guess over what it. it is. Like over great. it. Let him be gay. I yeah. I, who cares? If that's if that what makes them tick, let them live. Like, like it's not. 
crazy. Like, let's shame people for not liking cheese, not because they're gay. <laughs> crazy. Or, or, like, let's shame them over their, like, fashion sense, like Angie yeah. K's sunglasses. Like, we can shame her over that. We don't yeah. need to go for her husband. Insane. <laughs> Leave him out of it. He seems nice. He and does they, seem nice. And he seems he can very do good nice. Hair, let him do good hair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my God. <laughs> Um, did you follow like any of the BravoCon or anything like that? Mm, not a whole lot. No. I saw Bryn's shoes get stuck in the escalator. Oh my god, yes, crazy. And a lot of How people does that were, even happen? I don't know. A lot of people were saying like that was planned, but if you watch it, like that wasn't planned. She stepped out at the last possible second. Her feet were going in. Yeah. And she said it was because she knew. She said they got like stuck in there. Yeah. In, like, one of the grooves. And so she knew. She's what are you gonna do like break your toes no absolutely not that's like my biggest fear is being stuck on on an escalator and getting like something sucked in like mm. i hop at the end of the escalator and you could see that she tried to and she realized her heels didn't come wait okay sorry this just like sent me down a rabbit hole do you have any weird like fears or phobias um maybe not a fear or phobia but if there's any doors open in the house at night i can't sleep i just know okay yeah Everything has all the doors have to be closed. Every door in the house has to be closed. Bathrooms, okay. bedrooms, everything. I can just sense it. I'll be laying in bed and I'm like, hmm, I don't think the bathroom door. What if there's not a door? Fine. Okay. If there's if like a door, an archway, it has fine. to be closed. Okay. All right. Um, the reason why I ask is because I used to work with someone who was terrified of elevators. Oh. And she once had to come to an event on like i think it was like the 37th floor and she, she chose to walk and i was like i knew that it was not like okay because like she it was like i don't know if it's like a disability <laughs> or whatever but i told my boss i was like she cannot be late to events because her of her phobias like she yeah, needs to well, come people have like ocd and that that's part that's like part of it yeah a lot but of i times. was like she needs to come like an hour early then 37 like floors knows. how long does that take you two hours right like that's like you know what i mean like that's like i don't know but that's not okay that's crazy <laughs> you know like when I, yeah i know it was crazy and like i just was like really you can't even go in for like two floors like what's like like i get it if people are afraid they're afraid but also you know that you're afraid so plan plan for that yeah i, I guess i, I used to be really afraid of pregnant it. women I know you did. Remember I brought that up? Yeah. Is it, what is it? Tectophobia? Is that right? I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the name of it. I just knew I was very frightened by them. I don't know why. Just like you have a whole other life inside of you. Shouldn't you be a little more careful? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not anymore, but. It still freaks me out. It still yeah. definitely is like, whoa. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have nightmares just, about like, being pregnant. And then wake me up too. and I'm like, that was weird. Oh, yeah. No, I've had nightmares where they like try to crawl out of me and I have to go to the hospital. And I literally have like hands reaching through my belly button. Like I've had many of those or like a very traumatic births where I'm like gushing blood and I am like my mom's like running with me in the wheelchair to like get me to the emergency room. Like I've had very strange dreams about giving pregnant or giving birth. Yeah, it's cr it's like a crazy thing. <laughs> I remember in seventh grade. You know, when they teach you how you have babies and they show you the video and stuff, part of the video, this woman, her baby was like kicking her or like touching her and you could see its handprint and it just really threw me. 
Like, I don't mm-hmm. ever want to see that from the inside. That is crazy. And, like, I don't know. Like, what? Isn't it creepy to know that there's something like kicking your stomach, or kicking your bladder, or kicking your back? You know, yeah, like, like, just like crazy oh, it's so think? cute. They're kicking. Yeah, it's a whole human kicking inside of you. Oh, it's just terrifying. It's just terrifying. And just getting ripped ripped open that scares the shoot out of me too like yeah and everyone well, down don't know what's that. gonna happen like, well everyone they go into shock everyone's... nobody remembers well guess what you deal with it when you've got stitches like stitching up your asshole for like the following <laughs> six weeks like you like i always yeah, we don't hear that. people like, talking about that yeah and i want to <laughs> i need to know that that's a very important factor for me like am i gonna be able to poop i need to know that. probably not right that's that's debilitating like that's a big we're past the nine months then that's a lot yeah no it's crazy you know i've actually heard that um water births the ripping is uh decreased a lot because everything is like softened up from just marinating for hours yeah that makes sense like it does i think i would do that yeah i think i would do that if i was gonna give birth i think i would like opt for more of like holistic versus just straight in the hospital i hear you but also give me the drugs i don't want to feel not do both i don't know i wouldn't think i don't think they're doing epidurals at home no 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 or like um like a birthing center you know like so i'll say it's like one of my friends is having a baby she was due yesterday two days ago wow how about that still pregnant um and all those holistic places, they don't do ep- – they around here, anyways. They don't do epidurals. So she was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to give birth in the hospital. I think I could do without an epidural. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've just heard that it's, like, better if you can, like, move your body and you're not constrained to your bed and, like, you can eat what you want and, like, you can just yeah. do more. I feel like – Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure having- it's, I'm sure it's better for you, but it doesn't feel better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Got to get some people on here who have given birth. Yeah, without yeah. Drugs. Like, tell us. So one of my <laughs> friends, she got an epidural. They missed, and then she like went into labor, and it was too late. They couldn't give her another one, and it was like so traumatic because she was expecting to be drugged. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll have another kid. It's like the worst experience of her life because she was expecting to not feel anything and then she felt everything. I mean, whoa. I don't know. But but like then the human experience is like after like a year or so, she's not going to remember the pain. She'll just remember like the memory and then she'll be like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. And then she'll have another kid. True, true. But, you know, like iPhones have live photos now. So if, when every photo you look <sighs> at, she's just shivering in the photos of her and the new baby. And she's like, I was in shock. <laughs> she remembers. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know it's very intimidating for me i don't know that's that's like i feel like being pregnant and like giving birth is probably like the thing that i would be the most scared about i I don't know i'm not really that scared of it i just used to be scared of pregnant ladies i think it's you know we talk about it, i'm like oh that's frightening but whatever <laughs> i'd be scared to not be in control of like my body you know and like a changing yeah. and and you not like you know my mom said her feet got bigger and her hips got bigger and like if i like went back and my whole closet doesn't fit i'd be pissed like there were oh just my god i'd be like, like oh perfect let me go buy a new wardrobe 
No, I love my clothes. I feel like there would just be like consequences beyond like the actual pregnancy and having a baby that would like really like, I don't know, affect me. (laughs) Yeah, you are a control girl. I know. Yeah. So I don't know if it's for me. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We shall see. (laughs) I joke and I say I'm going to have a baby at like 50. Like I'll be like the oldest mom ever. You're going to set records? Finally ready. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. I'll just do like a surrogate. I don't need to be pregnant. It's not uh, like okay. I don't need that. You know. I got you. Mm-hmm. So what else has been going on? <sighs> oh my gosh. Well, I've been like. Um. So my mother-in-law comes for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is in um two weeks from yesterday, mm-hmm. which is insane to think about. Um. I've taken every Friday off for the rest of the year, which is dope to say. So excited for that. Um, so we're like, we came up with a list of house improvement and house renovations that we wanted to do. So that includes, I'm selling the couch that I'm sitting on now. I'm going to paint this room and I'm going to turn it into a podcast studio. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I have a lot of different inspiration. Um, I'm going to paint this wall almost like a black, I think. And then I'm going to see how it looks on camera. And then if it looks really bad, I'll pivot and I'll paint it back to a normal color. (laughs) I love that. But we want to do an accent wall and I'm thinking like, I don't know, I want to get some, I'm going to get like comfy chairs. I just really want to make it vibey and look good on camera. Um, And then today I organized my garage, which is not something I would ever say that I've done, but I've done it. (laughs) Cause now you have a garage. Cause now I have a garage. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. There's just like always stuff to do. Like there's just, it's never a break. It's really like, I really relate to my parents now. Oh, actually. Oh my gosh. I saw the cutest quote the other day. This is very off, off topic, but, um, so my boss and I are very close and we've talked about that and he and his ex-wife, they share a daughter. They haven't been married for a very long time. His daughter's like 23 and she is starting to go through like the process of having a difficult relationship with her mom and she's really starting to like realize the traits that she doesn't like love in her mom and he was basically asking me how he can help her navigate through this and one quote that I saw the other day that really resonated with me and just reminded me to be gentle was that this is my mom's first time living too. And I need to give her grace because this is her first time being 63 or going through this experience or whatever it is that you're struggling with with your mom. It's her first time too. And I think sometimes I expect my mom or dad to have all the answers or be able or you know have the ability to act the way that I need them to act in certain situations. And I do try to lead with grace, but sometimes it's very difficult with parents because you know they are our sounding board and they usually are our resource. And so um I just told him to tell her that she's definitely not alone. It's way more common than social media is going to say or that her friends are probably going to say. But, you know, her mom's doing the best that she can and that that, that she knows. Yeah, with the too. tools she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. Because it is easy. It's not easy. It's just the I think that the way a lot of children, and I don't mean that by like age. I just mean you have parents. Yeah. yeah. Is that you think, oh, your parents are older than you. They're more mature. They're the parent. They should know. But 
Mm-hmm. It's just, we're all learning. Like it's their first time yeah. here too. Right. Yeah. 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 So did that mean and a I lot think, to you? Because I know. Yeah. Him and I are very close. Him, like, you know, I think honestly him and I could, I call him my work dad. Like we really could be father and daughter. Like we're just so similar in the way that we are and the way that we think. And we have different beliefs and shit like that. But overall, we're very, very similar and we get on very well. Um, and he knows that I've struggled with my parental relationships just with like, um, feeling a lot of pressure and feeling like I was parentified at a young age. Um, right. And so he just knows that, you know, the relationship that I have with my mom has always been a struggle and it's something that I'm constantly working on. Um, and I have like a lot of feelings around. And so I think he just, he wanted to hear what the hell I had to say because I've been dealing with it for a long time now. Yeah. You're a resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I told him, you know, if she's comfortable, she can certainly reach out because God forbid I've been through it all. So <laughs> I'm here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Put me in coach. <laughs> yeah. It's super hard, especially when you're living with your parents too. Like, do you find, well, you said your parents have gotten really good about like respecting boundaries and I'm the parent. Well, we're all learning together, but um, yeah, I do a lot of directing just in like, mm-hmm. if someone, if one of my parents acts a way that I don't like, or just like inappropriate, just they'll like lose it over something. I'm like, Hey, I have to be the one that's like patient and like, Hey, let's just talk. We don't have to yell. We don't have to get mad. We could just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're all learning together, but yeah, that's so big of you. That's really awesome. I'm jealous that you're able to do that because I get re-triggered. Like I always think that I'm healed enough. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I'm around, I just get sucked right back in or I start to feel those feelings or like I allow seeds of doubt to be planted and I'm just like reminded how I'm not healed. (laughs) Yeah. See, like I'm able to like, and maybe, I don't know, but I'm able to like detach from that and just like, hey. This is where we're at. Let's reel it in. Let's practice that yeah. again. Try one more time. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That's really good. So yeah. I'm going to tell you, I had a situation last weekend where I could tell that we've all really grown is <sighs> my dad was getting frustrated with me because we were talking about like boyfriends and girlfriends and me being single and he was like, he was getting really upset with me. He's like, you don't even try. You don't even leave the house. And he was like yelling at me. And I don't, I just don't like being yelled at. Like it upsets me, especially by my parents. Like, why are you yelling? We don't have to yell. Just talk to me. But he was yelling. And mm-hmm. so I started crying. And, but, but t- I was talking, I wasn't just, I didn't shut down. I was like crying because I couldn't help it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, just tearing up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I was crying, but I'm like, but like, I'm crying. I'm like, why are you yelling at me? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, so like, let's stop that. And so he stopped and we just talked and then he started doing it again. And I'm like, oh my God, wait, what? And I started crying again. I'm like, why are you yelling? And I like got up to get a tissue and normally, well, not normally, but like old me, if something upset me, I just walk away. I just like go upstairs to my room, mm-hmm. shut the door, like end a discussion, but I didn't do that. Yeah. So, but he expects that. So like, I got up to get a tissue. And he's like, where are you going? Where are you going? And I'm like, 
I'm, I'm getting a napkin. I'm just going to wipe my eyes and we'll talk. And afterwards, my brother was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. He was like, I can't believe nobody stormed off. Like, that was amazing. I'm like, yeah, actually, I think, I think it was. <laughs> That's really amazing. Yeah. Shout out to you and shout out to your dad for like trying to absorb and redirect mm -hmm. and change after being the same for like 60 years <laughs> right but i do still get triggered obviously i was crying like it just I, involuntarily yeah. i couldn't help it i'm like i don't even know why i'm crying i just don't yell at me i don't like it, it doesn't feel good and no. it's not necessary you could just talk i get that way too and I, then i get frustrated that i frustrated cry and i'm like this is so uh -huh. stupid why do you cry but like it's just yeah. like it just it's like a natural way for me to release Right. I used to be like that. Do you remember? I used to never cry. If I was sad, who would know? But if I was like angry or frustrated, I would just cry. And, and then I get frustrated that I'm crying because I'm like, why am I crying? I don't, I don't cry. And then I cry more. Yeah. No, I angry cry too. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't really know think if it's I do just that because anymore. like, it's just maybe because you don't get angry. Yeah, probably. I get like frustrated and I'm like, well, let's figure it out. Yeah, I get frustrated that sometimes I have to get to like such an extreme to be heard or to be listened or to be like taken seriously. Like I'm like, why does it take me to get so mad for you to finally listen to what I'm saying? Why can't you just take it at the first time or the second time or the third time or the fifth time that I'm communicating these feelings? Like, why does it take yelling or crying or yeah. anger? And then when you think back though on when you were trying to communicate that the first or the second time, do you feel like you were clear? Yeah. Because I've been around like my brother and his ex-girlfriend who they would be like, well, I told him I, you watched me tell him and I watched the interaction and it was like, we actually weren't being clear in your head. You were, but they're not reading between mm -hmm. the lines of like what you're saying. You have to be a lot more direct than that to get people to actually understand. Yeah. And it's like, if you're just thinking, People are going to, you know, you can kind of say it and like expect them to infer, but in your head, you feel like you said it all. That's when I would find, I would look at myself and be like, oh, I didn't explain that properly. I'm frustrated actually at myself. It's no, my that's fault. a great point. I, I think, I think like, I'm thinking about like this with my boss and I tried to kind of communicate to him how much anxiety this event was causing me and they would just say like yeah i've been losing sleep or i haven't been really eating and like i don't know if he takes that as like oh this is really affecting katie like right. and because I guess, you have to be completely direct like the way that this yeah. person acted and how this went wrong and this happened i was so stressed about it because i don't want things to go like that and i want everything to go perfectly and i wasn't sleeping because this occurred it's like in your head you feel like you're saying everything because right. you've experienced it so much but what comes out is just like oh she's not sleeping okay you know right yeah yeah so when yeah. you change your thought it's process to like if you pretend you're on the other side and you're like well if they said that to me maybe i'd get it because i experienced this but maybe mm -hmm. they haven't experienced it so they truly don't know right yeah that's a very vulnerable position to be to like just like lay out your feelings like that and be like i'm anxious because of this or i'm yeah. mad because of this and it's hard no i often find myself the most vulnerable person in a room and i hate it <laughs> i'm like it's so embarrassing but you know what i'm happier after 
I, yeah, I think I usually am the most vulnerable person too, because like, I just talk about like what happens to me and I'm not embarrassed to like, I'll tell you if I had diarrhea last week, like I just did. It's not, I can't help it, you know? And so I would so much rather be like me and be like you versus like nervously holding secrets and and truths. Or like being embarrassed that you have feelings, like bitch, you have feelings. Let's see them. Right. And like, okay, it's not embarrassing. Right. And sometimes I may not act exactly how I want to, but I'm going to own that. And I'm fucking human. That's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything's Mm -hmm. a learning experience. Like you have to, it's all trial and error. But then when, when, like with this situation, when, you know, you're telling your boss you have anxiety, it's like, how many times can I tell you before you really understand? And then it's like, maybe I got to change what I'm saying. Right. Or he may just not have the capacity to understand because he's like, you know, he just, I really, I, I think he's a phenomenal boss, but he doesn't have that like sensitive bone. Yeah. And, that, and that's the kind of person you have to like that. lay things out to all the way. Yeah. And <laughs> I told him, spark, um, not spark notes. You got to give him all the details. <laughs> yeah. I, I told him on the fr- last Friday when we were working, I was like, just call, tell me that I'm a bad bitch like four times during today. That's what I need you to do. <laughs> Not at once throughout the day. Sprinkled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sprinkle it out. Like I need you like in the middle. Like, you're a bad bitch. That's what I need. Like I need someone to remind me, a text. me that I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. Literally. And so like in the middle of Saturday, he calls me and he goes, you're a bad bitch. Amazing. <laughs> he understood the assignment. Hell yeah. Yes, this is what I needed. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, this has been an episode. We're happy to be back. We wish you a happy Wednesday and we hope you enjoy the video. We're excited to be here. Um, and I think that's it. Anything else? I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> We're excited for what's to come. That's all I can say. Yeah, cheers to 20 episodes. That's silly. Right. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ciao for now. That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more. <laughs>